Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point, through the good times and the bad, and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on the podcast, I had Peter Gunn from Ide Restaurant here in Melbourne. It was fantastic having this conversation with Peter. It's a long one, so maybe strap yourself in or maybe do it over a few sittings. He's got some really thoughtful uh, views and opinions and, and has thought about his answers. I met him about 10 years ago when we both ran pop-ups and then he turned his pop-up into an actual fixed-premised restaurant. So that's an amazing achievement, just that alone. We talk a little bit about that, quite a lot about strategy and just his thoughts and uh, on food and, and, and on the way the industry is going. I hope everyone enjoys it. And uh, yeah, now over to the show. Pete, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for coming. And also, I just want to say, honestly, thanks very much for last night. The food was fantastic. You invited us to the restaurant and... Um, yeah, I, I was. It was amazing. I, it's been a long time since I've uh, that style of food. You know, having baby and, and all the rest of it, and to sit down and enjoy it was fa- amazing. The food was fantastic, but I also thought the wines, the wine choice was really delicious. To mm. be honest, not um, and very um, from all over the world. It wasn't you know just France or Spain or Portugal or, or whatever. There was one from really remote countries that you wouldn't expect. So yeah, so thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. I mean, and don't forget, there's plenty from home here too. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 you know? absolutely, for sure, um, for sure. But I thought it was very interesting, the, the, the selection. It very well, we keep it quite broad. I mean, I feel we have to. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of the portfolio building and being able to, to work with people, because not, not a lot of people just have Australian wines. Yeah. Not a lot of people just have, you know, Australian beers. And... Uh, like, there's there are people that focus on just being just Australian, yeah, yeah, in, in their in their in their beverage side of things, and, yeah. and you know we're we're not particularly one of those because I myself like some classics. I I, I enjoy a nice glass of Burgundy, you know, yeah. um, more so than I like something that from Adelaide Hills, yeah, um, and that's just my personal uh, preference and my personal taste. But at the same time, we 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 try and have a combination of both of those. Uh, types of wine for people, yeah. so we can. Well, we get a. You know, you would have saw last night. There's a. There's a quite a large demographic of of, of diner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <coughs> absolutely. Lots of young, lots of old, lots of in betweens, yeah. lots of nationalities, not, nationalities, yeah. um, genders. You know, yeah. like. Um, you know, we first started thinking that we'd we'd like target females. It would, would be quite a feminine type of restaurant but that, that, that was your strategy at the beginning well it was a actually the strategy was to have a masculine style restaurant with lots of feminine touches yeah okay that that uh the modern day man effectively do that, you know what i mean that's essentially it and yeah. that that females and and women um would be comfortable yeah. to, to be in and and you know i'm a male and i'm quite useless sometimes i'm not gonna 
um, sometimes make a decision of where we're going to go out and what we're going to do and, and, and so on. So we needed to appeal to the person that was going to make a decision. And, you know, in, in most great relationships, it's the beautiful woman behind the man. You yeah, know? yeah, well, that's a, that is a fact. Absolutely, so, holding everything together. Holding everything together sure. and, 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 you know, pointing you in the right direction. And, and we wanted to be able to... Um, have that person calling the shots think of us um that's great and was that a conscious decision who's having these conversations is it have you got business partners or, or, or so like? initially it was just me and and my, you, so my you, wife novella oh, yeah so you two were you were consciously thinking about this well i mean for example like one of my favorite restaurants and you spent some time and i think it was, it was rockpool bar and yeah, grill yeah, yeah, yeah. and i just think that that is a very masculine, strong style of restaurant. Yeah. But there's plenty of of beautiful, like feminine touches around the, around the place. So much so that when it came time to put my vision onto paper and and into into a space, I reached out to Grant Shane, who is the interior designer for the, the architect for, oh, okay. for for Neil and all his all his uh, rock pools at the time. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, been meeting him. I went and had a had a meeting with him in, uh, I think it was in Rose Bay, or, or some beautiful location in, in Sydney. Sydney by the water. <laughs> yeah. um, and 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 he actually like quizzed me. And he actually, even though I had initial ideas, he actually got these. Was able to draw these oh, things I, from yeah, me okay. and, and make them really take shape by by one just being a professional, like an absolute professional yeah. and being able to i think experience knowing what people like me you know f- full of creativity and all the fucking ideas in the world but just no um don't know how to get on the paper, how to get or, on the paper or, or make a make a pathway of what you actually want you can feel it but you can't get it out. i get it I that's get right that. especially yeah, yeah. and this is when we talk about interior design and yeah and, yeah and, and, and the yeah, like. yeah yeah of course so of course. so yeah he was really able to take that from me and and with his with a series of questions and you know and and of course deciding on things like the budget and w- what we've got in that in that respect um we're able to then decide what the dining room was going to look like how it was going to take shape how it was going to how it was going to be and it started i mean what you saw last night was you know three years in the making yeah, like yeah. you should have seen it after well when we first opened it's it's not the same restaurant you know it's it's just taken Time. Evolving, right? it's, it's evolved it's evolved from a small what used to be a, a an old modern chinese restaurant is that what it was is it yeah it was yeah. A, a very successful um modern chinese restaurant that that moved into the city we took over um a lot of the things are the same but we just softened it um you know, we laid down carpet. We put some eco tiles on the wall to soften the sound. Yeah, on uh, the roof, you see, I see anything. Is it like? Well, a, that 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 was a new addition. You know, we didn't yeah, have that okay. when we first started. Yeah. Um, we used. You know, we had to do a lot of that stuff that people talk about. Like we use, we uh, repurposed their 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 table legs. Like we had to go in with their chairs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like when we took over the space and save a few quid, right? Wow. Not even save it, just we didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had to. Yeah. That's what we had to do. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just as we as, as as we started and as we went on, we were able to um, to to replace things and and improve things. And and as the vision got stronger as well, because you know, before I met Grant, I was working at a at a at a 
you know, Attica, the, the what is what has just been dubbed again the best restaurant in Australia. Yeah, you fantastic know? as well. And, and it's it's always been a and Ben, you know, I know that you've just recently spoke to Ben, yeah. and you know, he's the the amount of uh, motivation that, that that man can instill into you is oh. is oh. he's a special human being. It really is. Like, and that's not going over the top of it. He's really like. You know his mindset and the way he delivers and the way he thinks about things and his approach and his education and his knowledge and you know they're not like ten to a penny them people do you know what I mean they just really aren't that's the reality and that's not like trying to suck anyone off or anything it's just it's a reality you don't them people aren't they're just not around every corner no oh, they're not you know and I I was lucky I was fortunate when I found when I when I when I, when I say yeah when I found him when I found. Attica and it was just everything that I'd been searching for unknowingly you know I didn't yeah. know what I was after I mean I year here year there year there moved from New Zealand come to Australia I worked at a couple of joints before well you know two two places a year each because that, that's what I was told yeah yeah, yeah, me, yeah, 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 yeah. There, get all this experience and, yeah, yeah. and then I eventually met Ben and it was like ah I think I'm good here for a bit, yeah. you know, and then there's this there's this drive to always be better. There's this drive to do something a little different. There's a drive to always improve Question. the things. And and so with working with Ben and then going off and doing a pop-up and, and then having all these ideas and then having to make the decision based around what we're going to do, Yeah. Um, I knew that I, one, didn't want to let him down. He's the only person that I care about what, who cares about what I'm doing. Yeah, okay. As the only person that, like, I really would be hurt if he didn't enjoy a meal with me. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, He's yeah, the only, yeah. Because, like, I mean, he helped me out so much. In I my, can imagine. From, from, you know, 27 to 32, the birth of my first child, the loss of my license, the, you know, like, yeah. all of this shit. Like, he helped me so much. Like, I can't even explain it, how much that he's, like, how much time, how much effort he put into me during those during those years yeah but um yeah so so taking on taking all that into account when 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 taking that next step to open the restaurant stuff is like didn't want to let him down was he supportive in you opening your own restaurant absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely um and he knew it was coming too i think he knew probably uh, before i knew that it was that it was coming that it, that it was going to happen at, at at some some point yeah um, in time you know like Day after we opened, I think he showed up with, you know, 30, 40 brand, like, handmade plates specifically for us, you know. Did he really? Like, you know, this this great potter um, from Albert Park who's got um, uh, Chris Code is her name. She would, like, uh, basically was making her pots and selling them at um, the markets and, and things and then just exclusively making for Ben. And like the likes of everybody who tried to get plates from her, and then he, you know, commissioned thirty odd plates for for us to be made. That's nice. That was pretty amazing. special. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. special. So, as they started to break, as these fucking things do, yeah, yeah heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, I've I've now got them at home because I've only got about eight or something yeah, left yeah, over yeah, three years. Yeah, so. it's a it's a big part of, the, of that journey, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Big part of so now they're um. You know, now I have my toast off them <laughs> each day and, uh, and, and we have the dinner and so on. I think it's very interesting what you were saying about, um, I've been reading, I met up with um, Sam from Savour and Grace mm. 
and uh, we're just chatting about things. I went for one kind of meeting and I, and I, and I got basically a two-hour mentoring session. It was fantastic. It was really, I, I, really good times. I learned so much in that time. But in that time, he was talking about strategy and give me some books to read about strategy, and um, which I've gone on to do and watch some videos on YouTube and some bits and bobs. But what you were saying there about meeting the, the designer of the restaurant, he by extracting that information from you started you on your way to your strategy do you, do you know do you, do you I know, know exactly what, yeah. what I know exactly what and I, mean. I didn't know about that till a couple of weeks ago I didn't realise that like these people I thought like strategy was like okay we'll open the doors and we'll yeah. target this but it's not it's about the whole theme of the whole thing and how you're targeting like a strategy is we're going for these you know like you said the, the ladies who make the decision or whatever so if that's if you want them people watch your strategy you get them but well, we need to soften it and you, then the you know the designer needs to make it more feminine friendly or whatever it might be yeah. and that's part of the strategy that's the big picture it 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 is and what and i and i guess you know i probably was a bit broad when i was saying that that's that's that was him being a professional you know him knowing that that's what he has to do and it was also me in my eye knowing that like what i what i've seen of his other work was what i what i liked yeah yeah so so being able to to work on that strategy together yeah yeah it was very important um what one thing i did know and one thing i i sort of um you know i pride myself on now is that before he committed to me he did his he did his real like his due diligence and wanted to know that that I was going to do his work proud justice it, yeah yeah you know so he wasn't going to invest his time he wasn't going to invest his effort and he was definitely not going to put his name behind something that might have been a um you know well high risk and it's funny actually when i say that because we are we were Back in 2000 and, you know, 15, 2016 to when we opened, we were very high risk. Yeah. You know, so being able to um, being able to have him on board and work out that strategy together, being able to, you know, just like I sit here in front of you today, not, not putting any sort of facade up, not being any kind of person that I wouldn't be um, on any other given day. Yeah. Um, just being able to talk to him, being able to say like, fuck, man, I don't know. I never thought about that oh shit is that really that important like yeah, to be able yeah, to yeah. like say all of that stuff and for him to be like yes mate yeah <laughs> it is important exactly. and he's like he started when the strat like when we again when we're talking about strategy and you're talking about a mentor and you're talking about somebody who's leading and steering the ship he started off and i would you know like i'm using your piece of paper here and he said like slide it in front of me tapped it and said you need to do everything that i say yeah, far out. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because then, you've got the record, right? You've got he's yeah, got the record. He's got you the record. You, you trust him exactly, trust. and that's the smart thing about employing, not employing, but trying to find good people to work with. Do you know what I mean? I know. So we, what I actually learned from him, one great thing that I took away from him was that now when we're when we're looking to outsource something or we're looking to, to take a next step and we need to sort of bring somebody in um, or we need to engage in somebody's services, I'm going straight to a professional. Like yeah, yeah. I, I respect the startup and, and, I, and I came from a startup and, I, and I, I've, I messed up as a startup plenty of times as well. Yeah. But what um, the position I'm in now is I want 
somebody to do it correctly. I want somebody to do it um, um, efficiently, and I want somebody to do it with the like highest quality. And a lot of because I'm not always leading the project now because I've have a, a great team in place. I need to know that I'm setting my guys up with somebody that's gonna they're gonna learn from that they're gonna be able to work together and so on. So unless it's um I guess what I'm saying is I'd rather work with you know I'd rather have an electrician who's been been a been a sparky for thirty years come and just you know, rewire a fucking plug, then I, then I would like to have an apprentice come do it. Yeah, or just Even, ringing someone off the internet or whatever. Yeah, I get and, it. And I'd rather it. pay $30 instead of $3 just yeah, so yeah. I know that it's done, I know that it's signed off, and I know that whoever's there, like I, you know, the, the manager or the assistant manager or something, does not have to concern themselves. Yeah, They're yeah, going to yeah. get looked after. Yeah, yeah. No one's trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. Over nah. So where did the name come from? Ides, right? Ides, yeah. So it's... It's it's a long, but I think it's quite a funny story. It's very yeah. fitting to where we where we landed, um, current day. It basically I, I spent some time out in um, uh, the Western Districts, Duncow specifically, working um, with Dan Hunter at the Royal Mail. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was from two thousand and. 11 to 2012, you know, that one year, yeah, that yeah. one year business. Fuck, I've got to give that one up pretty quickly, though, because <laughs> fuck, I'm, I'm a city boy, eh? like, yeah, you, the it's country, in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Man, yeah, I, yeah. I, could, I could run in front of a bus all fucking day, but walking in front of a kangaroo, like, <laughs> what? I, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know what's going to happen here. So, um, and yeah, just the complete isolation was a, was a bit of a head fuck for me. Yeah, um, yeah. Just coming from, you know, big city and that. And so anyway, I met my, now one of my, you know, my best mate, um, uh, Lindsay Fush out there. And we just used to have, um, we, we worked together for, you know, eight, nine months at, at that time. Um, and he was doing catering. He, he had been catering for the whole, the entire time he was working there. And he, he decided that he wanted to like let up the catering a bit and, and start doing something more a bit more um, intense, like the Royal Mail. So we, 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 we hit it off immediately. I he was s- working for an outside catering company, is that what you're saying? Well, he, him and a mate would do catering, catering gigs, gigs in okay. Hamilton, which is the next town over from yeah. Duncowd, and it was a very small town, and there was... It, they were, he, had a, he had a great work ethic, and he already understood a lot of, like, modern... What, what people want today, well, back then. Yeah. And he still does now. He's got a successful um, cafe restaurant yeah. out in Hamilton. But what what I decided is when I when I was moving back to Melbourne is that maybe we should do some catering, and we should, uh, you know, we could because he was trekking all over the country already to do this to yeah. do his catering. So I thought, well, I'll go back to Melbourne. You stay here. We can we can just put something out there, and we can fucking cover a big. Quite a quite a large area, and yeah. we can just go for it, right? We just fucking have the best catering company in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll buy houses and shit. <laughs> we'll have trucks. And we oh, we'll yeah, 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 yeah. If we started, there'll be a baker. We're we'll gonna all the fucking bread. And <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> just like round the clock, we'll be just making dough. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we, we thought, okay, let's do that. And so we we we, we talked about, oh, so we need a name. So we start throwing all these names around, and like it wasn't. You know how it is. You probably went through the same stuff yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, 
and then eventually like there was there was one day the I, the movie the Ides of March just came came out and uh, I never watched the movie still haven't seen the movie yeah. but I liked for some reason I just liked Ides we were fixated on at that particular point one thing we had decided on was that uh, four letter names seemed to be the go yeah. Seem to be short and sharp, and or not particularly four letters, but just single I get single it. names. Uber, for Uber. instance. Uber, for instance. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I I like the sound of that. I put it forward. He liked it. We looked it up Wikipedia, and we got past. We got up to like the first sentence, and it was like, it was when it was the day Caesar was assassinated, where the common people rose up. And assassinated Caesar, and we're like, "Well, we're common people." Yeah, <laughs> and we're here to take over. <laughs> as we're taking over, and we yeah, give out yeah. fucking bakery happening, and the trucks all on the road, and we we got gigs left, right, and center. We're like, "Fuck yeah, that's it, let's do it." That's sick. And so I, uh, I um, was speaking to my mom and said, telling her about it. She's like, "Okay, what do you need?" I said, "Well, I think we kind of need to get some business cards or something." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like. Okay, well, I can I can give you some money. So my mum mum gave me five hundred bucks. Yeah, I got some business cards done, and we we paid this guy. And this 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 is actually this particular point also uh, confirmed the fact that when I employ somebody's services, I need a fucking professional because I engaged in a, in a friend who was um, starting his graphic designing and so on and so forth, and and we went so back and forth back and forth trying to create this logo and this brand and it was it was just supposed to be super casual but when we ended up coming up with or settling on just to just to be done with it was this like really cheap looking skateboard fucking logo and brand it's like okay that's it so anyway that was my 500 bucks gone <laughs> brand cards and anyway we were like sweet we've got it we've got cards those have our emails and our phone numbers on it and we've got a website and there's a there's a menu on there. We're good to go. And uh, we had the cards. And then basically fucking that was it. Bang. Cards, dicks in hand, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. And this was like the case for like, I don't know, for 12 months, man. It was from like, yeah. We just, we just, we didn't know what to do from that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know where what do you to go? Do. Where do we go? What's the next step? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually like, just got on with life. Um, just continued on, and then. Work it. And at this point, were you at Attica? I'd been at Attica for about a year, year and a half, or something mm. at this point. So then, a year, a year and a bit later, like we used to live out west, um, and we were just at this bar that Novella, um, she was really into. She used to go there a lot, and we we went, sat in there, had a, we we're having a drink. It was called Tonic Bar. It's not there oh, anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. So we were in there. And the place was just, from what Novella remembers it to what it was when we were first in there, it was just this basically dog's breakfast. Like they had, you know, Indian night on a Monday and they had ice cream night on a Tuesday, like a, a takeaway ice cream fridge in the middle of the bar. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, Fridays and Saturday nights you could get $4 red wine or white wine. <laughs> uh, but the place had, like it did have structure, the, 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 the dining room and so on. And so I was, we were just in there one day thinking park we should uh it'd be good to do a pop-up here like just around the corner from home and then so i thought after that conversation and and actually pop-ups weren't big here at this, this particular point in time in melbourne yeah. they've been like isaac and the boys from um 
the Clove Club and things like that had started. In, inland to the Turkish, yeah. the thingy Turks, Jimmy. Yeah, that's right. Um, young Turks. Young Turks, yeah. So they, they, had, were, they were doing them loft ones, do you remember? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So they had kicked it off in the direction and uh, it hadn't sort of um, made it all the way here to the point where, you know, what we've seen over these last few years with this pop-up fucking clothing shops and bike shops. And yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we, I was thinking, I can give this a crack. And so we went home that night after drinking there for quite a bit. Yeah. And I just got on the, the laptop and, and I basically just sent a, sent an email to these people saying, I'm interested in doing a pop-up. My name's, yeah, i got my buddy, Fush, in yeah. Hamilton. He's working at the Royal Mail. I'm working at Attica. Would like to do a pop-up. Right. Also, just to say, leveraging the name of Attica and the name of Royal Mail, you're leveraging them names to move forward. It's just an important thing for later on that I'm going to ask you. Yeah. It, um, we were doing that and funny these people didn't know fucking what they were yeah yeah <laughs> you know they're yeah. running this the this like, mail, like what send a letter or what yeah, yeah this yeah. C grade pub in, uh, in Kensington yeah, yeah. they don't know about uh, any sort of dying but what's funny was I was creating the concept as I was writing this fucking um, mail to them yeah, saying yeah, like yeah. we want to serve a set menu like yeah, five courses, you know, like it's all just, it was all just, just sort of happening. I guess it's like when a songwriter starts writing a song and they say it just comes out. It just comes out, it yeah. comes out. So when you start thinking and writing, it just all starts pouring out. This is what we're going to do. It's well, just like a creative that's right. process. It's, and it's just exercising, right? Like yeah, once exactly. you start, you're like, oh, well, and then I was just find myself going back over the email and it was like, well, well, I mean, maybe I've got to, I probably have to pay for that if they want me to do that. So I'll, so anyway, the way it landed was uh, myself, Working at Attica, Fush working at the Royal Mail Hotel. Once a month, would take over this um, takeover tonic bar. Would pay them a cleaning fee. We would man their bar with their stock, and they would make and we would serve their four dollar and wines. five dollar wines. And they would make all the profit, which we guaranteed would be a thousand bucks. Yeah. Um, and we would take all the profit from the food, use their kitchen, leave the place in the exact state that we found it. Yeah. And their their cutlery, their crockery, their, their cutlery, yeah, their crockery. Good. Yeah. Um, so that was the first one that we done. We they agreed to it. It was on a Monday. They were closed, so it was just money in the bank for them. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. For them really. Thousand bucks or whatever. It's good for them. Take it. And so anyway, we did the first one, and it was like, we had a great turnout. Um, you know, like we. It was just a. It was just great. The energy was high. We had all the boys there, like endorphins just running. Yeah, you're the just, man. Here we go. Fucking, we're doing we're, it. We're doing what? What I believed at the time was fucking sick food on shit plates and fucking crap cutlery and wonky tables. And it was like, anyway, we did the service. It was. It was like fuck. That was sick. That was great. But I mean, fuck. If we're gonna do this again, because I, I was like. I'm happy if we just do one we had a great time and it's like and if we was like nah we should probably do it again there's gonna be more things to come from this so I was like well if we're gonna do this then we need we need to invest in it a little bit i.e. like we need some fucking plates that are gonna match what we do yeah so then we went to the next month and we had the plates but then we had didn't have the cutlery so then we had, oh, well, we've got to be, get the cutlery, right? So we bought the cutlery and then yeah. we just evolved this thing. And I forgot to mention, which is probably the start of the story, is like when I sent them that initial email, 
I resurfaced this fucking brand that I had. Yeah, Ides. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then we went through with this pop-up under the banner Ides. And then it was, then that's when my first introduction to trying to market. How do I sell myself without selling myself? How do I, how can I create this style of me? How can I make this brand of me, my guys, without it being like, I mean, we both know you can see some self-promoting shit and be like, that guy's a fuckwit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Or I'm never going to engage in any of that. And and I know I'm a chef. I've been a chef for, you know, close to 20 years now. And, yeah. and I know how we think, you know, uh, um, in terms of those types of... Those types of um, like people trying to fake it effectively. Well, faking it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, faking it and just... Not authentic. Not authentic. Yeah. A bit of arrogance. Yeah, I mean, you need a bit of arrogance, but... Like, yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, 100. percent So, so it it went, it was going, um, it went well there. But then you moved, right? You moved, you moved location. Was it because it was too busy, or what it was happened? too busy? And, and syncing up the plate, syncing up the cutlery, creating the glassware. We needed the table. We needed the chair. You know, yeah. we didn't yeah, have yeah, those yeah, things, yeah. so we needed. We 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 moved to East Melbourne, and this is this funny point where. Um, during one of those times, Charlie, Charlie Gibb, uh, Matt, Matt uh, Wilkinson's um, wife, she was, she was at one of the dinners and she asked me, like, what does Ides mean? And I was like, oh. And I, do, and I, and I had moved away from that initial yeah, like feeling. Yeah, coming up and, you know, taking it, I get it, get it. So I was like, oh, nothing at the moment. Like, it's, it doesn't mean, yeah, no, it's just a name. And I was really like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I need something to deliver on that. Is that what you... That's right. Yeah. So I went back and I looked back on it, read it up, and I sat with a, with a friend who was at the time helping me put together a, a, a website just through Tumblr and, yeah, and, yeah. and putting some content together. And then Ides in Latin, meaning a day falling roughly in the middle of each month. And I was like, shit, we're doing a pop-up once a month kind of yeah, in yeah. the middle of each month therefore our ides means a day falling in the rough falling roughly in the middle of each month and so that's how the name got meaning to what we were doing yeah um that's brilliant once a month pop-ups yeah but i mean as if it all comes around as if it all ties that's what i'm up. saying yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it was just organic it was yeah, natural yeah. it was like fuck we're sitting on it the whole time um and so that's what it is, yeah. and that's what that's that's what I mean. So we started with sending out newsletters, and when we were doing that, we weren't promoting that, but we had this tagline, just like that jingle, it's yeah, like a yeah, day yeah. falling roughly in the middle of each month. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and that can be for in a market where that can be for any person coming on that day. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's right. Well, yeah. this is that's funny you say it like that because that is how we've framed it when we open when we turn it into a restaurant because yeah. obviously we, we built the brand it was it was it being successful highly successful pop up like yeah prob- the mo- probably the most yeah. successful pop up in melbourne that's probably. right it was it was a chock month by month like packed yeah, yeah. um great mix of um you know industry professionals just just people um that wanted something an experience um people that uh, lived in the area because we're in East Melbourne when it was really kicking off. When it was really hard, right? At Persiard. Persiard. yeah, yeah. No longer there now either, which oh, is sad. Isn't it? Nah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was just 
packed and they had just taken over they had just they had only been opened for for a few months before we went in there and they were actually in the process of taking over a spot and, and expanding it so so we started off doing like at, at, at tonic we probably ended up doing about 50 covers and then we went into Percy and there was only a 30 seater so we could really hone it in yeah and then like would go one month there'd be 30 covers and then they would they would have done some work on the prop on, on the oh, business and so there cool. was like 34 yeah, and then yeah. it was 38 and then we by the time we were leaving we we're doing 60 covers once a month and it was just and and the guys that i had we started with like four of us in the kitchen we had like eight serious know? yeah yeah it was good fun i uh, like the two things on that like i like the way that they let you do that not you know they, they yeah basically they let you do it but what a great um what a great partnership. They're just starting off their business. Mm. They're getting you to come in there. They, they're cross-branding with you, which you, you're getting quite a lot of press at the time, coming from Attica and all that. So their name is getting used alongside your name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's exactly. helping yeah. them grow their business. It's, you know, so you're winning because you're growing your business and they're winning. What a great partnership. It was, it was, it was a great partnership and it, was, it, it just sort of all... It ended because we were going to open the restaurant. Yeah. Like... And I mean, after three years, consistently once a month um, of these pop-ups, it, man, it got tough. Like yeah, it yeah. did get tough. Like Working as well, organising. Well, that's the thing, man. I worked, you know, full-time at Attica. We just had Odin. Like, so this, it all sort of took shape from like when I was 27, 20, I'm now 30 three I think I remember when I messaged you one time on Twitter and you were like we've just had the baby I'm going to have to slow down a little bit for a bit because you know we need to get organised I don't know if you remember that but um, I like what you said earlier before we started that right from the beginning because we ran a pop up as well that's how we kind of started to know each other that's right um, and at the beginning we before we started recording you, you said that you were targeting some people were doing pop ups which was us that <clears> were targeting industry people which was us. We were doing that, but you actually had a strategy to go after the general public, the food, in, the food, foodies, or foodies, the in, yeah, yeah, foodies, or people who were interested in eating at fine, really top end restaurants. That was your strategy from the beginning, where I was definitely wasn't, and you managed to break through with that. I don't think we were capable of doing that. If I, you know, if we, in self reflection, we wouldn't have been able to do that. We just wouldn't. We didn't have the skills. I don't think. And uh, yeah, we just wouldn't have been able to do it. But you obviously managed to do that. And then from that, you've, you got the opportunity, someone come in or so, for some reason or another, you managed yeah. to get an opportunity to open a restaurant. What a fantastic organic way of building a restaurant. You get to try, you learn all the, obviously not everything, but you know, you learn about marketing, you learn about people, you're uh, paying staff, paying things, GST, all these kind of things. And then an evolution to that to get a spot. It's, it's, it's a success story, basically. Yeah, I, I mean, I... It's funny because I don't look back on it enough, um, yeah. and when I do, and when we, you know, even just hearing that, I, it is, it is, it is a great feeling to have come from that, you know. And it's, it certainly was a, a pretty strong chapter in my life, you know, which has defined sort of the path that I'm on now, or really, really paved the way. Uh, the people that I've met through the pop-ups have been, like, just, yeah, some of them are still like friends to this day you, sorry sorry no do, do you um, do you feel like also having that like um, foundation of the pop-up them that customer clientele when you opened it wasn't like just opening the doors and going I hope people come because you had some sort of loyalty some people who'd already come you'd got some relationships people knew what they were expecting you know this I mean? is this is actually quite an interesting um, topic this one we we 
a lot of the people that were coming, we had, you know, when we, at, at the prime of the pop-up, we were doing 60, 60 covers a night um, and we would have, you know, 30, 40 of those guests, some, some months that have been repeat, yeah. repeat guests. Uh, and there was just, you know, one beautiful people, Sue and Ian, who are still, um, you know, they've just become mentors to me. Uh, they, they came to the very first pop-up and the only time they weren't there was when they were traveling. Ian's, Ian's, Ian's an Englishman, much like yourself. Yeah. Sue's Malaysian. And um, they're, 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 out of, went, they're traveling quite a lot. But they're the only, only sort of real guests that have been consistent right from the start to the end. When we, and it, of course there are others. Yeah. But when we went from the pop-up to opening the restaurant, we saw a whole set of new guests because we had more seats and we were more available. And what, what opening the restaurant actually did to our um, existing customers was it seemed like our underground exclusive kind of event became public. And so it wasn't as appealing to them as it, yeah, as it once it. was when they were when they were in and amongst I get it, it as it's, a that, it's, it's that band isn't it it's that band when you only know me and you make that grind band or whatever and then all of a sudden they're on top of the pops and you're like oh uh, they've sold out they've like, sold a out. little you know I'm not saying you sold out but, but it's that the, the, but they prefer just that up and coming that like bit more grungy kind of effect that, like yeah. they knew they spot them that's, all, that's fine that's but fine. I mean it's it's funny because we what then happens now is we get we still get people like you know at least once a week, there's still people coming. Oh, we came to Persiad at this oh. at this particular point in time. But yeah. you know what they've done, and 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 this is how this is how I guess we fall sometimes. Is like <clears throat> we're a permanent restaurant now. We're open six nights a week. There's plenty of opportunity to come. You're eventually gonna they'll, they'll eventually they'll eventually return. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like I'm gonna eventually return. Like I haven't been to Attica to dine. F- since the week before I left so I haven't mm. been there for close to five years now yeah and I really want to go back and 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 I've been um I've been back to see Ben and of, of course but I haven't been into dine and I'm just because I've fallen to that trap of like I'll just, I'll just go I'll go some other time yeah I'll yeah, go, yeah, I'll yeah, go yeah. some other time yeah. and so that's that's what happened to a lot of our you know pop-up um, client, client, clientele. Yeah. But what they did was open up another door, and this was actually the toughest. The toughest part was that the first, the first sort of six months of opening, and we've just got this whole new set of people coming in, like people that didn't know me, what the what I was from the pop up to really appreciate what we what we've got today. You had to have seen what we had back then, what yeah. we, how we were doing it back then, and so right from the doors open, people were just expecting us to be this poor man's Attica you know people were expecting to come in and pay the 80 dollars menu that we were getting and then be delivered this food on these beautiful handmade plates by an army of waiters in this in like but it just so managing that expectation was really really difficult yeah, you know okay. when we were just changing the menu every couple of days and it was like the adrenaline was high the creativity was high and, and we were just just giving it a crack and um, look, I'd say back then fifty percent of the people sort of liked it. Oh, really? Yeah, like and fifty percent didn't. Fifty percent didn't. You wow. know, but it how, was a, how was that emotionally? 
look, I knew what we were doing. Yeah. So I was comfortable and confident. Confident in your own ability. It wasn't until people like, you know, we got our very first, our very, very first review as a restaurant. We just got fucking absolutely dicked by um, the Herald Sun. Like, uh, I won't even warrant saying this man's name, even though I like we're we're friendly now. But you know, um, slugged you. Yeah, gave us this ten out of twenty score, saying like you know at the time we were we were chefs delivering the food. Like we 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 basically took the the pop up concept and put it into these into these four walls, and and we're still running it like that. And yeah. Well, that's that's was, expected, isn't it? Well, I mean, I would You're think learning. so. Like, we just got we just got absolutely dicked at the time. We weren't making the bread. We were uh, Matt Forbes was making our bread, and um, you know, we it's the highlight of the meal was the was the bought in bread. Uh, the things like the lamb was, um, although tasty, I expected more lamb flavour. Uh, the, the the chefs delivering the foods were off. Seemed like they forgot to take their meds this day. Oh man! Quotes like Seriously. pop-ups don't make restaurants. Um, oh, rude. Yeah, it, that was that was tough. That was when it was like, well, that can fuck someone's business. Do you know? I, I think I don't think people need people need to take them words really seriously. Do you know what I mean? People are really having to go, having a crack, trying to fucking progress, give more to the in, more to the industry, more to the city. Did it? And then what you can do? Just knock them down. Like what yeah. you fucking do? Well, that, you know, and that that had been after, you know. Well, three month, three, three, close to three years of doing the pop-ups, and then about three weeks of being open as a restaurant. And this is what this is what I mean when fifty percent of the people didn't didn't liked it. Fifty percent of the people didn't. Yeah. Like we got over the course. You know, I mean, most people who are listening. You know, know how all this shit works. Where you open a restaurant, you got your we get your you get the age comes in, you get the Herald Sun come in, the Australian may come in if he's not fucking eating a pasta somewhere. And then you've got timeout and then you get GT coming. Um, so out of all those things, we got dicked by the Herald Sun. Um, we got uh, sort of sat on the fence by the good food. We got highest praises from timeout. Oh, that's nice. We got a very, the way that GT promotes things, we got that very safeguarded um but for really, you know four or five page spread in the in the magazine mm. and then we got nothing from the australian never come <laughs> uh, which is a which is another which is a funny story like he i mean i'm again i won't say this man's yeah. name but um had booked in and they needed to cancel last minute and we didn't know that there was a who, who it was because that you know booking under alias and so on yeah and uh we enforce a cancellation fee if people are cancelling last minute. And this was very, very last minute. Right, and, so. And so an email comes in, not from, not from uh, this person, but from their, their better half or other person that they were to dine with at the time saying, oh, we can't make it. Um, so, oh, so we've got a cancellation fee. Like, you know, with small business, yada, 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 that, that whole thing. That yeah. Everybody fucking knows, man. Um, and anyway... We get a response back, and all of a sudden, it's gone from this this uh, email blank email Gmail account to this someone at signatures are exposed, uh. <laughs> and we're like, who is this person? You, like, yeah. sorry, so like, that I mean, you we've can got, definitely fucking pay. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? well, we didn't have that attitude, but we was like, <laughs> we didn't really take much notice of it. Yeah, and so we uh, 
we we were said, well, this is the cancellation fee. Then all of a sudden, I get a text message directly from him saying, look, sorry, mate, we can't make it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's cool. Because at this point, we still didn't know it was who it was. Yeah. We, we knew it was somebody flexing a bit of muscle, trying not to pay the pay the, the, cancellation, the cancellation fee. fee. Yeah. But then it wasn't until I got a direct message. And then he must have messaged my business partner as well. Because then he, he messaged me and we're like, yeah, that's, that's fine. No problem. But since then, we hadn't seen him. We haven't seen him again. Yeah. Okay. So that was, uh, I don't know if that's a missed opportunity or, or what, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, again, it's, it's, it's you know, there's, there's a whole other way you can go with, with this conversation. But everybody's doing something for themselves. Yeah, 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 know? for sure. 100%. Um, I hate that flexing muscle thing. Like, just pay the cancellation fee. You cancelled. You know the canceled. rules. That's the with thing. It, and, and this is the thing. You signed up for it. You know, you sign up, we've got clear, the information is clear. Um, and this is, this is what's really interesting. You can't just find tables in 24 hours. It just doesn't happen. You might have already turned three tip people down. You know, you've got to pay the money. Let's, I, like, I want to get more into that in, in the wage theft thing, that I'm sure. But how, how important is, is like basic fundamental cookery to your style of cooking? Uh, today, like, it's as important as ever. It's so funny, like, well, not funny, it's just it's natural progression the way we, we went. It's like we would cook um, and try and combine a whole lot of what wasn't out there, you know? Like we were just trying to, I was really just trying to define the style of, of, what, of how I cooked yeah. and what Ides, what Ides wanted, what, what Ides is. Um, and we came up in the era of social media. Like we don't, I don't flog the social media by any means. Um, um, what we had to do, what what I knew, what I wanted is when we posted onto social media that somebody would see that without, whether it be on some sort of feed or whatever and see like, that looks like something from Ides. You yeah. know, that looks like, that looks like a- Your style. My style. That looks like something from Melbourne as well, which mm. is very big to me. Um, that looks like something- The avocado. Yeah. For instance. Well, that's exactly where that came from, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's supposedly an iconic- iconic dish here. for people who aren't from melbourne like smashed avocado avocado with all the cafes avocados are huge avocados are huge yeah, and yeah. so this is that's our but that is a very very simple dish you know so yeah, yeah so what we've done is we've over the time of trying to have complex recipes and so on and so forth um it's just got simpler it's it's just got a hell of a lot simpler there's maybe th- three or four steps you know you wouldn't to, to each plating like I don't know if you were aware of the pace of your meal that you had last night yeah, which is yeah, very yeah. important to us it's yeah. just bang bang really? bang yeah bang. yeah for sure so we can't have dishes that take too fucking long to plate yeah, we yeah. don't even have heat lamps in the kitchen yeah, you know what I mean out. because we, we're just like go there's yeah. one thing to do and it's just to get these people out of here satisfied and happy and not have them here long enough to start nitpicking at shit well know? I love that as well because you know one of the reasons that I think um I don't want to say fine dining, but you know that you know that more. Like, that, I do. Yeah, I know that, where you're going. That long, that the, people haven't got that um, egg, uh, concentration span these days. You know, it's not that the people are stupider, but everything needs to be quicker these days. It's just the way it is with time poor, and people expect things a lot quicker. Like voice activated things now. We, you yeah. know, Alexa, what time is it? Instead of looking at your watch, because whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I know exactly. So that style is very, I believe it, it, it's very, uh, you're moving in the right direction. Not that you need my fucking me to tell you that. I'm no, sure, but, but it, 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 it kind of moves 
it, it seems like it's it's a, it's an evolution of that of that style of food now, a little bit quicker, a little bit cooler in that sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, we wanted to we wanted to ensure that like the max time, like the max time that we're going to keep you there is two and a half hours, absolute max. Yeah. Like if you stay stay longer, that's fine. But I mean, that's your that's your that's when you're making the decision. So yeah. we can. We can move, especially if the table's not drinking, we can move that menu that you had last night in about an hour, hour yeah, and 10 minutes, because we're, we're just ready to go. And we're, we're like, the, 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 the processes are very simple. Like we make a, like an excellent sauce with a, with a great piece of protein. But what, what a lot of emphasis and what a lot of, um, a lot of what I, what I really try and do to elevate, to make it look and present in a way that, um, defines us is is in its presentation style you know so in its in its engagement in the in the presentation as well like if we start like with that when we're referring to the menu now but the the bombardment of snacks before you've got it's like a picnic isn't it before you've got an opportunity to think you're just like here you go yeah and then there's like we move into the avocado our first course and there's a there's a slight engagement with the dressing that you dress yourself as opposed to going to a if we refer to an old school fine dining restaurant where the waiter would then pour and, and then awkwardly explain the dish, you know, yeah, that's, that's in your hands. And then we've got, we move into our broth course where this is where we're pouring. And then you've got that engagement of the sharing of the oxtail in the, the centre. Which is where, which is what got me the question of how important is modern, um, classical cooking or, you know, and techniques is because of the oxtail broth. I was like, you know, that's such a, you know, oxtail broth is yeah. forever. Do you know what I mean? Like all French, but then it's got that shame bit in the middle. So that's where I got that actual thing about how, how important the classic cookery is from that dish, See, actually. And it's funny because I don't actually know if we're, we're not actually cooking a classic oxtail. There's no mirepoix in it, for example. Um, we, we've, our, our method is like, I believe this simplifies the oxtail. Like my, my, what I'm trying to say here is we'll take, oxtail bones roast them hard i'm talking really hard yeah um we'll cover them with uh just with water yeah bring that up and then let that simmer for max an hour and a half then we strain that off then we've got that initial initial uh broth or the stock yeah and then we season that with a little bit of salt black pepper and smoked soy and that's it yeah so but i mean I hope you can agree that that was very deep in yeah, flavor for sure, and it was super, yeah, 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 super tasty. And then what we do with that meat is then we've got, and this is where I get a little bit, uh, if we go back to the, the international reach on the wines and, 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 and inspiration of sorts, I then take a master stock and then put that over the remaining, remaining oxtail and then braise that out or cook that in, in the master stock. Yeah. Then we then pick that down and then just put that in the fryer tossed with the plum glaze and the chili so it's like it's probably based off you know like you said like a traditional french like a scoffier exactly like inspired yeah. broth but i grew up eating and really enjoying still to this to this day um chinese food you know just proper bastardized chinese food yeah. you know i'm talking like your sweet and sour pork you know your your lemon chickens and yeah. that that kind of stuff so that's where my sort of flavor palette sort of lies more so than um you know more so than the vermouth and the yeah and yeah, just yeah, salt. yeah it's yeah, yeah. it's the smoked soy and the yeah and, and, well, and salt but, but that's pretty melbourne as well that's pretty australia to be totally honest with you my that's view. right 
It's yeah. definitely, you know, the Asian influence in the food here is phenomenal. Because I didn't know, I only knew that Chinese food when I come here, to be honest, 10 years ago. I only knew sweet and sour pork and, you know, crispy this or egg foo young or, you know, the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. I knew. Yeah. I didn't, that's what, that was a Chinese food I knew. And then when I come here and it's like broths and, and you know, hot and numbing and Szechuan yeah. and dressings and like, you know, tahini kind of style, you know, where they're using the sesame seed. And like, yeah. I didn't know any of this. I thought Chinese food was effectively shit, but yeah. really it's super... It's complex. It's, it's really complex. complex. Yeah, really if complex. If you look back, and if you, you know, if you, you know, I don't know even know enough about it to, to talk on it Me now. Too, yeah, but I mean, sure. you can go back centuries of of the different styles and the different regions and so on. And we've got to be careful at the restaurant and then during you know um, putting together new dishes, is that we don't swing it so far in a direction where it is definitely Asian inspired. You know, yeah, we don't yeah. want to. We don't want to by any means blur a line that we're a fusion restaurant, you know, we're uh, like, and that comes down into its, um, into, into addressing and how we explain it and how the text is written on the menu. You know, if we start saying words like wakame or we start using like yeah, yeah. hot and numbing, like, are we Japanese? Are we Chinese? And we don't want to sort of sit like ever had like, um, you know, cumin spiced, like we have spice, but we really have cumin. Like, yeah, okay. So what that's doing, we're not. It's not pigeonholing us into a specific type of cuisine. I like that. And then if we, if we had to have all three of those words, you know, from each different part of the world, then that sort of creates a sense of confusion. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Where, where are we landing here? Part so of the strategy. Part of the strategy of the is strategy. to keep it very white. Yeah, yeah. More or less in, in its in its in its verbal and. Um, visual approach, yeah, it's but, but I mean, very cultured in its in its preparation and its in its flavor profile. Again, referring back to to classic techniques, like you said, Chinese techniques, and these are all classic. But just the evolution and how we are going to use them ingredients. The just really quickly, excuse me, the 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 baby gem. Do you call it baby gem? Cause baby cause? Mm. Yeah. Like what? That was like, it's got like a crunchy, sweety, spicy. You know, obviously. Yeah, you do yeah, know. yeah. What is that? What? What is it? So that's um, that's dressed with a bonito vinegar, bonito lemon vinegar. oil. So as you would a salad dressing. Yeah. Basic vinaigrette, and then there's a seasoning on top, which is uh, made from palm sugar, Murray salt, uh, black pepper like fresh cracked black pepper and um, red chili flakes. Yeah. So that's that crunch. But we, what we do with the palm sugar is we dehydrate it. So so we suck out a lot of, you know, like really good palm it's quite, sugar. It's quite sticky, is it? That's right. They have a bit of a stickiness to the yeah. palm sugar, yeah. So so we, um, yeah, we, we, we dry it and then and then um, pulverize it up and, and then make, make a seasoning yeah, mix okay, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it sat on the ice. Yeah. In like that freezing crunch and the sweet and a little bit of the spice. It was awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the idea is it's a handheld salad. Yeah, you know, the handheld salad. Um, what we're what we've always tried to maintain is um, sizable appetizers. Yeah. Um, with a, with some substance to it. Yeah. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm happy to enjoy it, but it's not what I like to cook. Um, and this, this is funny because what I eat is. F- at home is far from what I cook at the restaurant. Yeah. You know, okay. and what I cook at the restaurant is far from what I enjoy eating when I dine out. And what I, it's kind of like I enjoy 
the challenge of what I do as a chef, as in my kitchen with my team, I enjoy not doing, um, I don't want to say what everybody else is doing, but what is quite um, easily accessible out there. You know, like, sure, man, I, I love, you know, a beautiful, you know, Robin's Island Wagyu with, with the wedge of, wedge of lemon and so on. But that's not going to fulfill me day in, day out yeah. by just serving that. You yeah. know, it's not going to, I don't want to take those cos leather leaves, dress it with a bonito vinaigrette and then put a pinch of um, that seasoning that I just mentioned on top, you know. Yeah. I want that, that engagement. I want that. Um, you want to elevate it, basically. I want to elevate it. You yeah. know, uh, it's be- the food. Like I said, the food is fantastic. I felt like the the sauce as well with the snapper was was yeah. was, was really nice. And again, it it seemed quite classically kind of. That was very classic. Yeah, and this yeah. is this is the, this is you know one thing that's important to me now. Uh, well, has always been, but I just at this particular point in time, I'm not ready to fly the flag for it. And it is just sustainability and it is a low waste and it is, um, just, you know, not, not, not a hundred percent organic, but just organic. And it you is, think, yeah, you're thinking about the environment and, 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 and yeah. And, and I say, future. I say that I'm not ready to fly the flag flag for that right now is because I'm still in my early baby, baby stages of, running and operating a restaurant sure i've been cooking for a long time but i'm still really defining what i and who i am as a, as a chef and as a restaurateur and as a as a business owner and that takes a lot of energy in itself and so to start um like start campaigns or to start put myself out there in lights that i don't have the time or the energy to to um, verbalize or to focus on and see out as well and see out that's yeah. the thing I I, I, um, I choose just to just to keep it all internal keep it all in the house so that sauce that it, that's just that's a that's a spice butter so we're taking basically and you, you you had this so we got that whole snapper yeah we we take the heads and the we, we take the fillets off we take the heads and the and the 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 um, the collar the belly well, we take the belt, we take the collar off, and that becomes a dish which you had beforehand, roasted yeah. with the wakame and put in the nori. Then we take the the bones and the head, and we roast that off, and then we put that into the spice butter. So we infuse that with you know paprika and the like. Yeah. So then we then we serve the fillet. You know, we got the skin which we we crisp up and. That all comes back one way or another into the dish. So we've used... So using it all up, basically. Using it all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're yeah. using it all up. Yeah. But what I don't start with, I didn't... You know, when I introduced that first part of that course to you, it wasn't like we've used the... We're using the whole beautiful snapper uh, snapper here, you know, from from New South Wales. It's beautiful, pristine. I didn't want to... I don't go into telling you how it's cooked and uh, how, it's, how it's caught, where it's, it's all igajimi, it's all sustainable, it's all straight onto ice slurry has only come out of the water 12 hours ago it's not my um, prerogative to start flying the flag for all of this stuff right now because i just want to be able to keep my mind free to focus on the creativity and focus on the the flavors and focus on the presentation and focus on the restaurant focus on my people and then have and sort of build up this trust 
within people like yourself who just just dined and, and other uh, professionals in the industry just to know that they know that I'm doing the right thing yeah and then they know that they're when the time is right I'm going to be all in on something because I'm, I'm a pretty obsessive person yeah yeah in the sense where like like I've got a one track mind I, I, I suck at multitasking but I've I'm fucking great at achieving something that I put my mind to. Yeah, like yeah Visualizing yeah. it and just just going all Hard, in, yeah, all yeah. in, and just being like, okay. So I'd rather. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'd rather do you know one thing great than fucking four things average. Yeah, yeah, and, I get it. And, and achieve one thing by the end of the day, than achieve three half things by by close of business. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, it's really good. At- I don't know if you're aware how much you, you do think about strategy, but it's it's amazing how much you, you you do do that. To be honest, I think people need to, who are listening need to realise that's the kind of thing you need to be putting in place. You need to be aware of what you're doing and have a plan and and, and not just going out and doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like go out and have a go. Don't get me wrong, but try and build a, a plan. You got to build on it. You got to build on it. There's like even if I look at you know um, you know if I refer to Ben and what I know of Ben. And, and my, my, my relationship with Ben and where it was when we first started there to when I first learned of Attica, during that time, he had that, he was able to, to, to just focus on creating the dishes. You know, people weren't asking for his opinion on, on everything. Now so, he's, he's got a voice and he's, yeah. he's the power of, of powerhouse of, of the industry. You know, For sure. What he says, people are listening to. And that was because he had, I believe, that he had the time in his kitchen just focusing on his work, time to formulate his opinions, time to, time to think them over, time to decide where he's going to engage, you know, where yeah. he's going to like taking the taking fin fish of the, off the menu. That wasn't a fad at the time. That was a conscious decision that he formulated whilst he was cooking with fish. It wasn't like these days where people are opening up and saying, well, I can't do that now because, you know, Ben did that 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't imagine with my small team um, trying to have a farm or a garden, which is something that I want, you know. this is Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to um, – and I was – You've got to grow, though. You've got got to grow. grow. You've got to grow. grow. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you said, you've only been you you, you've just started being a restaurateur. Do you know what I mean? And and like everything, patience, man. Patience. You've got to be patient. You've got to be patient. You've got to be patient. I know we all want everything. I want a factory. I want you know this, and I want that. I've got all these ideas. I want this. I want that. I want the other. But you've got to be patient and you're not ready you'll know when you're ready for that I believe exactly do you know what right. I mean like some people say oh you're going to do this are you going to do that are you going to do export you know are you going to get a factory for me personally and it's like I am ready to go and sit with them meetings with them top CEOs I'll get fucking et up yeah, I'll, they'll yeah. fucking take advantage of me left right and centre because I haven't had enough little meetings with little independents and got my confidence and got myself like okay I know what the, when they say you know different codes or whatever I'll be like okay I know what they're talking about or when they ask me different questions I'm ready to go if I just get a factory and start going to airlines right can I start they'll just fucking torture me torture do you know you. what I mean and, and it's also expansion me. can kill you as well just yeah, internally yeah, exactly. like it can it can put strain on your business and 
and it'll yeah. all come crashing. It can all come crashing down. Exactly. Small bites. You know, you don't want to make yourself sick off the dinner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Do you know, yeah. like, the big plate comes because you've got that opportunity. So many people want a PC. People want to invest yeah. in you. You want, to, and you're just like, ah, and all of a sudden you've got to go and be sick. And, and that's you know, and really, you just take all these opportunities, and then your business just all comes crashing in because crashing you've got down. a little bit too too many little bits instead of a good solid foundation. That's right. No, it's true. It's such a you know. I, it's a, it's a it's a good way a good way of looking at it for sure, for sure. But what I, what I was saying is, what I was trying to get at with the classic cu- classic cookery is I think sometimes youngsters see these modern techniques, mm. but maybe forget about the fundamentals. But then when I come to your restaurant and I can see the the classic, it's not just. Uh, what's the word like over substance? What's the, there's a saying, isn't there? You know, like design over substance or something. Yeah, sure. It, it's actually got it's really proper cooking, yep. but then elevated with modern technique and modern uh, approach. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying, yeah. and I and I'm glad you noticed it because you know you're right. People are coming in, like you know our our box dessert, for example. Yeah, that's a fucking nightmare to make. Um, but people see that, and they're just try and replicate that not knowing how how that's not supposed to be like it's supposed the box like when you temper chocolate and you sit in a mold it's supposed to be curved edges you know the mold should be the same temper as the chocolate which allows it to give it a shimmer and 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 when it contracts it pulls away and then it quite easily pops out like no hard edges in a chocolate i mean you can have your chocolate box but when you look at uh, your block your bars but when you look at it there's there's room for it to yeah yeah to pull away um, so what, and we're going against, we're like, we're, we're incorporating, um, vegetable fat into these, into these molds. We're using liquid nitrogen to, to, to get this, to get this desired effect. But where it's starting from is that the chocolate is 110% tempered correctly, yeah. you know? And then we, then we cheat the system a little bit by, by freezing it, like freezing these molds spraying with the oil then freezing it again so that there's a becomes a barrier between the mold and the chocolate that we're going to put in and so it's not not sort of melting in and then we can get it out but we get it out by pushing it and fucking doing like putting fucking elbows (laughs) in there and whatever it's yeah but what I, i guess what i'm getting at is when you just have these youngsters come in or or go off and want to open their own restaurant because and I'm not saying me by any means, but because most other people, well, because collectively, and we, we, whichever way you want to focus your direction in the industry, everybody's laid the blueprint one way or another. Yeah. I mean, you can obtain that blueprint just by going and dining at the restaurant and spending some money. You could see that you want um, that kind of flower arrangement. You could see that you want that kind of sound baffling. You could see you want that kind of pass. You could see yeah. that this is the kind of chair that you want to the have. Water the water jugs. The water jugs. All of those things, you can know immediately that you want that stuff. And then it's like, and it comes to the food as well. Oh, I want to have a dessert like that. Rather than a box, I want to have a, a brick. Yeah. You know, and then rather than finding out the substance or, 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 or doing the information, right, they're just starting with shape, chocolate. The end result, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, let's just get that chocolate into that shape. Let's, however, we can do it because we need to open soon, or we need to. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I need to bring myself to this level immediately. So, therefore, how important is training to you, to your guys? Uh training for us is it's probably yeah, right up there with with um, you know one of the. It's, it's for sure it's the most important thing. I'm very fortunate 
in the in the in the fact that we've been open for three and a half years. The first six months were shaky. You know, we con- contributing like my my uh, temperament when we first opened. Um, transition of people working once a month for me and the pop up and then trying to work with me full time. Um, basically, where I'm going with this is like after that first six months, I've had staff for a long time. Yeah. Like, okay. I've okay. Had, okay. Um, yeah, a bit like, shaky at the beginning. People couldn't work with you, struggling to yeah. work with you. But now we're just so busy, and we're just yeah, going, yeah. and it's yeah, like yeah. you know, when we when we eventually get to that topic of wage theft and stuff, like that kind of, I you know, I'm going to compromise myself here, but that that was happening, man. Like mm. we were fucking working, we yeah, were working sure. hard. Yeah, yeah. And and then obviously all of that had to change, and with those changes um, came uh, came a. Um, well, the success and, and the desire for people to want to be there and want to be there long term and see opportunity in the future and, and seeing that the way that they're being trained, they're okay with and that they were they can happily invest in that. Like, I mean, three and a half years we've been open. I had my you know my first sous chef um, finish three months ago. He's yeah. just taken his own head chef role, and so that he was with me for um, three and a bit years at the restaurant. And then the entire three years as a pop-up. So, you know, we're talking six years, six years together. Yeah. Um, and he's a great chef. And, 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 and he, I guess, like what I was saying about Ben, knowing that there's a time when somebody's going to go. Like, I, I knew that it was the time for him to, him to go. Yeah. But then the person who stepped up into, my, into the sous chef now, Henry, he's been there going on two years. And then my junior sous chef has now been there for also going on, well, it's, it's over a year and a half. So he'll be you know, a year and a half. And then our most recent hire would be six months. Yeah. So when we talk about training, having these people that are there for so long, I mean, and I, when I'm, I'm saying so long because we've only been yeah, yeah. open for a short amount yeah. of time. Um, it makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot easier to train people. It makes, it makes, um, and I mean, I, I should at some point I mentioned this, but like the way that we operate our kitchen requires a lot of training. Cause I mean, we operate a, a three and a half, we call it three and a half days in the roster. So yeah. that's depending on what day it is, is depending on your start time and your finish time. Yeah. Obviously a Tuesday is quieter than a Saturday. Yeah. 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 Um, but in order for that to work with the six of us that are in the kitchen and the four sections that exist, in that kitchen, sorry, three sections, well, four including the pass, everybody at some point across the week needs to work pastry, larder, and the mains. Far out. And so in order for that to, to be a success, of course, what needs to happen? People need to be trained. Fuck. So then that, there's that training. So, so I mean... So you don't have a pastry chef? We, I, no, no, we don't have a pastry. There's no... Or a meat no, cook. No. Or a- Everyone just everyone can do everything. Everyone can do everything. That's amazing. I mean, it takes a while for the for yeah, the, yeah. You know, like our most recent, probably our youngest guy, he floats more. Oh, look, let's be real. Like, yeah, he covers the, the easier section, the larder and the pastry. Yeah, he's not yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. He's not yet cooking. Course. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it can't be day fucking one and there you go. Yeah, that's yeah, right. For sure, hundred percent. But there's the rotation of like there's three people that command the pass, and we've got a quite a communal kind of pass that we you know we, we deliver some of the, some of the food if you take something out you cross it if you're the closest person to the machine you call the docket it's oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay so yeah, it's, yeah. it's all very um 
Anyone can call the docket effectively. Everyone can call yeah, the docket. Yeah, the closest yeah. person now actually crack the shits if the person doesn't, if someone doesn't call the docket, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Is it, I mean, we don't go against what was, but I mean, in order for us, for our operation to work, it demands that. And I mean, where the pass is, um, it's also the thoroughfare to the bathroom. And there's, you know, probably at any given, at least once a night, I might um, engage with a, with the diner and you've got to step away step away yeah yeah and then so forth someone needs to fill that role someone needs to fill that role yeah and they need to be able to fill it without being asked and that comes with initially you know training yeah yeah that. exactly as you step away they just slide along and That's just right. yeah it just keeps going the, the train just keeps chugging along yeah and it needs to all happen in a way like you know a docket can be called and it could be something for the larder section and that person's actually working the larder and he he can't just take that docket put it down and then go do it he's got to make that call he's got to call it like he's the fucking guy yeah that, yeah, that, yeah yeah everything that the, everything in that restaurant at that particular point in time depends on that person yeah you know whether it's the part-timer like he's got to call it as he would in a fucking man's voice yeah or yeah. woman's voice yeah you know? yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> step up step up and just just that's fucking intimidating it. at the beginning oh it that's is yeah, intimidating. yeah i didn't realize uh this there's a lot of about um my character and my person that I didn't um, take into account with those types of things that we oh, do at the restaurant. It effectively could suppress someone to not have the balls to shout it out. Yeah. Definitely, 100%. Because I'm not a blokey bloke. Like, I'm not a big, boisterous man. Like, I don't... Um, Silent assassins sometimes can be quite intimidating. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, I do. There's not one... You don't have to be six foot six and full of muscles to be intimidating. There's, you know, you can be fucking four foot eight with a devastating stare yeah. that can put people in. The, do you know what I mean? Like, I reckon Hitler wasn't that fucking big. Do you know what I mean? But you, do you know what I mean? Like, I do. It doesn't matter the shape and that. It's how you hold yourself and how you carry yourself and how intense your personality is also can... Thing. And yeah, and you, 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 no, I'm not directing this at you, but as a person, you might not be aware of what, what you do to other people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I've worked in kitchens, I've said it time and time again, where you've been scared to put food up, at the, you know, you're like, yeah. you're like, fucking hell, like if this, you know, this could come back at my, you know, firing back at me or, and that's, not, you're not, not going to get hit or anything, but just that intimidation just can suppress some people. And that's, yeah. You can have two. You can have two ways of looking at it. You can look at yourself and say, "I need to change and make people feel more comfortable." Put your arm around them, communicate with them, listen to them more. These kind of things. Do you know what I mean? To make I them do, feel yeah. more comfortable. Or you can have the attitude of, "Well, if you can't step up, you probably this environment probably isn't for you anyway." And I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong, but there's you know there's there's ways you can look at things. In my opinion, you know. Oh, there is, and you've got to like, you know, in my own. Uh in my own like study and my own education and my own um, research these days, a lot of it is around leadership. It's yeah. not about um, being a manager. It's about being a leader. It's about encouraging people to do the right thing. And it's about motivating people to continually want to, to contribute to the cause, um, in this case being the successful running of a of a of a restaurant of a kitchen, yeah. um, and just learning how other people learn, you know, that is so important. What I know is not everybody, not not everybody, um, like you know, you just touched on, not everybody reacts well to being yelled at. 
you yeah. know um there's a difference to to yelling and there's a difference to like using your voice to get from one end of the kitchen to the other yeah you know there's within myself i know like you know being disappointed or being angry it can't be a constant state of mind so you know being learning knowing how to be like angry for the right reason for the right amount of time for the right to the towards the right person or or situation all of these things being able to bring that into check is is what i've what i really try and i mean i don't have anger problems that sounds like i have anger problems but just being being able to be aware of the people that are around me and yeah. how like i know for example one of my one of my guys I need, i'll need to write everything down for him he can't he he won't write it down because the pace at which we're talking he he'll It'll, it just takes us too long because he, yeah. he 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 can't kick up keep up. But if I write some, if I write it all down for him, the hardest thing he's going to have to do is decode my shit writing. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's all there, and he'll yeah, make yeah. it to the to the T, to yeah. the to the point. I think you've got to look at yourself. Like I used to get really frustrated that people couldn't um, couldn't plan things out like you know like simple things like I'm going to get this and while I'm there I'll grab this and when I'm do this I'll grab do this or you know. I'll grab that if I'm going to, instead of grabbing one I'll grab two or visualise how you're going to set the service up you know why is your salt there and your pepper's there mm. put them you know things like that used to like, which for me the way my mind works it's pretty logical but yet if you wrote it all down like you're saying there's no point writing that down for me nah, nah, just, nah. I'm just going to be like you might as well just not bother I need you to show me yep. show me how you want it and we'll just and I'll just go exact. you know I'll just do that again and again and again and yep. again it's just the way my mind works I used to get frustrated with that. And then I realised that, well, if that doesn't work for me, this doesn't work for them. Do you know what sure. I mean? So it, again, I'm just reiterating what you're saying. Everyone learns different and you've got to, it's the same as school. You know what I mean? Like all kids don't learn the same. Some people need different styles of education and it's the same in kitchens. I think people, and I used to be, I used to get so frustrated and since being a business owner, it's like night and day for me, completely like night and day. It's um, the, the change. I'm really, I'm not trying to say I'm great or anything, but yeah, the change is unbelievable. I never get angry these days. Never. Yeah. Ne I used to get really angry and be that cockhead and that. But I always felt like the way I justified it was I felt like I was always given good training. Sure. I felt like that ultimately the, the, the end result, I wanted them to get better. It wasn't bullying. It wasn't me being malicious to them. I just wanted them to progress. Just my delivery and my personal frustration of not being able to manage correctly and to learn their style of learning was me, not them really. Mm. And to learn that now and not to get angry and just to think okay how can i improve this situation for them to make that happen not happen again like do they need better equipment do they need more time do they need showing again do they need re-reminding before they do it don't forget to put that in 180 degrees yeah. like do you know they might slip up you know do you know what i mean trying to manage these situations and writing lists for people that need write list writing and communicating showing people these yeah. kind of things i think it's so important to to progress yourself within a team well, that's it, and I sum and I summarize that by by saying, if I get angry and I have to raise my voice or I have to, you know, take a moment to calm myself down, then I know that's on me for not doing 
those things that you just mentioned. Exactly. So it's a, it's a, it's a really it's your it's, fault. It's a really good heat check. Yeah, it's yeah, my definitely. fault. It's I, my fault. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm. Exactly that. It's my fault that that happened because I should have put things in place to prevent that from happening. So I need to reflect on myself. And if the person keeps doing it, well, then we need to have a conversation and, right. and this isn't going to work out for you. So, we, you know, whatever it might be. And while we're on, like, I do love that about, like, it's just a natural progression about going the wage costs and um, the wage theft and people working too many hours. What's your, what's your view on this? Because we, we did touch about leveraging the Royal Mail and Attica using them to, to progress yourself to your career. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure you didn't work, get paid for every hour you worked at Attica, sure. especially back in the day, even more so probably then. Um, but without doing that, you wouldn't be where you are today. So that's right. And a lot of people wouldn't be. Me Everybody, included, I mean, 100%. You can't, you can't, you can't, like even if I was a, a politician or a world leader, I couldn't change the world in eight hours a day. Yeah. You couldn't contribute anything like significant or worthwhile for eight hours, I believe, in, yeah. our, in our industry. Definitely. But in saying that, I know my place currently in this industry and I know that I've got years more of contribution to give to this industry and so I know that I need to be on board with the way the industry is going so it's on me as just a single independent business in, in, in Collingwood it's on me to do the right thing so that when my guys leave there's, you know, we're talking across the board, the 17 staff that I have, yeah. when each and every one of those goes on to hopefully contribute to the industry in other ways, they're doing the right thing. And that then helps me rest easy. That helps me with the confidence. That helps me be able to say these things into this microphone. It's not like I'm saying it, but I'm actually flogging my guys to fucking death. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I touched on. Like as a chef, as a, as a chef to party, sous chef, whatever, the guys that work for me, we're working three and a half days. To be, you know, there'll be weeks that they're doing 36. There's weeks that they're doing 46 hours. Yeah. We, our roster's done three weeks in advance. One week, we're always closed Monday. So one week you're getting Monday, Tuesday, and Sunday off. Following week you're getting Monday, Wednesday, Thursday off. And then your third week, whichever way this falls, you're getting the Monday off because we're closed. And then you're getting a Friday, Saturday off. Yeah, nice. And so there's, it's beautiful. that's, that's over the three weeks. So at least, you know, once every two months, or, or, so you get two weekends off. It's yeah, three yeah. weekends off if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, by not, um, you know, by making those super contributions and, and, and putting aside holiday pay and everything is, is something that has been important to us from, from the day dot. Um, and that, that again, going back to working with professionals and, and, and paying the money for a professional service, i.e. my accountant, like I trust everything that this man says about my finances and where it's going and what we need to be doing. And we, we're yet to have a, you know, any sort of major hiccups. Like we've had the issues, the most, probably the toughest, uh, the most frustrating wage issue that we've dealt with is... Um, giving um raising the someone's level for the award and the computer not fucking making the change oh yeah okay. but i mean easily fixed yeah but yeah. you know when that's our only sort of wage issue like and another one is i fucking in my wages spreadsheet i i had a I had a guy who wasn't finished there and then we had to replace the guy and i fucking put the 
put the payment to this guy who no longer works for us. And you're paying him. I paid him. It was only one payment. It was only one payment. And of course, we never heard from him. Like, hey, mate, yeah, you know that 600 bucks I gave you? (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was new tips. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's really important. But like, there's a few, I've been looking at this and I love problems. So I like to think heaps of different ways. And the first thing you can do is like, well, I don't know if I agree on it because, you know, people are leveraging and they're investing in you and the time and all, and all these kind of things to progress you. And you don't get a bill when you fuck something up or what, you know, whatever it might be, all these different ways of looking at it. But what I do wish is, I wish they were strict with everyone. Yeah. Everyone, because I think there might be too many restaurants to be out there, to be honest. And there is people that, who aren't taking it seriously, like yourself, and, and we take it very seriously as well, who are flogging the people. Like, why? I know you, they're doing it to the big, the big chefs and they're trying to drum it home that we'll come after you, but they won't come after them, mm. realistically, not the small independents. So you're working your ass off and, and probably you're losing money on the bottom line because you, you're trying to do it all right. And you're struggling, to, you're not struggling, but you're trying to get customers in. But then if we manage to wipe all the, the rubbish out that weren't doing it and aren't prepared to move forward, like what you're saying, with you're doing it right, so the people who are working for you will go on and do it right. And then, you know, and eventually that's just that the, the, it drags the industry up so it's not looked upon as doing 70 hours and being paid for this and, and we manage to pull it forward. But there's still the people that are doing it. Mm. And what are you going to do about them when we're trying to do that losing the bottom line but we're trying to do the right thing do you see what I'm trying to get at I know what you're getting so, at like it'd be nice if we could just go everyone that's not doing it you know that you're gone that's it if you don't well, do it you're gone what's which will create more customers which will create more revenue which will mean you can still make your margins and give the staff their time well this is where like my 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 efforts towards that I think will will contribute to those businesses come unstuck. Like I've got my, like if my, you know, if my sommelier goes and works somewhere else, she's get, you know, paid by the hour, correct, correctly, mm. goes on. Of course, this is the other thing, right? Just to, just to quickly like throw this in there. She's getting paid correctly. Well, I'm not saying she, people are getting paid correctly. People are getting paid their, their award, but people always think they're fucking worth more than, than what, what, what we're paying them. Yeah. So that's always a, that's a, probably a different argument for another day like yeah. someone's on level four they've cracked the shits and think they should be level five like yeah okay we get it we always have those issues yeah, yeah. but like when this person's being paid correctly then goes to to another business like one of the ones that you just mentioned yeah and just realize that they can take an advantage of you want to hope that they're going to say this isn't for me yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to struggle with their staff. So they're, so they're going to move over. And then eventually, like with the other businesses that are um, moving forward in the right manner, that the staff are not going to then put themselves in that situation. That's a good way of looking at it. Like, and that, that's, that's where, you know, them doing the right thing is, is coming from, I, I, yeah, I, I think, hope to think. Yeah, that's a good, a good way of looking at it. I think another way could be almost you get like a free range you know, that brand free range, you know, if you are sticking to the 38 hours and you're paying everyone right, da 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 da, da you, you should be able to get like, and you know, you come in and you get audited or whatever, there should be some sort of stamp or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, a red tick or whatever it might be, well, doesn't matter what it is. It's like and your you, hygiene certificate. Yeah, like yeah. a hygiene certificate, exactly. Yeah, and you can know. hold out proud saying, the reason we charge a little bit more than everyone else is because 
we pay everyone for every hour of the work. We pay them correctly, this, that, the other. So as a consumer, it's your decision. Do you want to go to someone who doesn't do that and then just say chefs are overworked and laugh as you read the paper or fucking snigger when you watch the project and say, oh, these thieving chefs? Are you prepared to pay the money that they need to get to run their restaurants? Or are you going to go to the cheap eats where they're not paying the staff right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then it can put it back into there, put the ball in their court if you were to manage to get some sort of um, regulation that you could say, yeah, come and audit me. Like, exactly, without repeating myself. But then the consumer can see and they can spend the dollar where they want. If you want to buy farmed caged eggs, well, you can, but keep your mouth shut about sustainability. But if you're prepared to put your money where your mouth is and buy the free range and, and go down that avenue, then you can stand on your soapbox and, and, and say, yeah, okay. Do you see what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I think yeah. that might be an option. Again, it's just an open discussion, throwing options out there. I'm not saying that that's the answer, but it, it, it's definitely an option, I think. Well, you know, and that's what it is, the open discussion. It needs to be continuous. It needs to be there. It needs to, you know, we need to have industry speak on it as well. There are people that are more, you know, um, more knowledgeable to speak on this matter than than probably myself Definitely. and the other people making the rules, you know. So you, yeah, want, yeah. you want to you want to be able to allow them to have their say. And, I mean, look... The, the, regard, the thing is, man, I mean, you're a father, I'm a father, I've got two kids. Like, when they're 21, I don't want them to be working the way that I worked. Definitely. And, but I want them to work, for sure. Like, I'm, I, I don't foresee myself having the money to sustain, a, to sustain them not working yeah, at, yeah. through their teenage years. Like, I want them to go out and, and see what um, hard work can, can get you. But I don't want them working 60, 70 hours, losing their teenage years and, and sacrificing themselves for, for a salary that is, that is only covering a portion of what they're working. Yeah. Like, I actually don't want that for my, for my youngsters and for my, for my nieces and nephews and, yeah. and, and for the next generation. Because what I'm actually trying to do now, as, as, a, as an, you know, I like to say as an adult, I don't think I started really growing up and making these like serious decisions until I was like 28, 29, even 30. What I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to make up for a lot of my lost time. Yeah. I'm trying to like go back and rekindle um, lost hobbies and things like that. But what I'm trying to do is just make myself more available for, for the people that I care about in my life, the people that I couldn't, couldn't be there for at those times, like attend birthday parties, make an effort to go and just have a fucking dinner on a, on a Friday night, not a Tuesday night, not a Wednesday yeah, night, yeah, like yeah. a fucking Saturday night, going out and being like a, a regular person. And the way that I've got to be able to do that, the way that I can successfully do that with no guilt is have my guys on that roster that I mentioned so that they can then go and do that. Exactly. You know, so that they're not saying, oh, chef's never here on a Saturday, which is not as far from the truth. But... If they if they're having if they can enjoy those same luxuries that I'm now enjoying, there's 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 an honesty and there's a there's a, a respect there. It's know? that whole same thing. You'd never ask someone to do something you wouldn't do yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Ex so it's just like and treating people how you would like to be treated. It's a, you know it's it's pretty basic courtesy, isn't courtesy, it? Courtesy. Yeah. yeah. And you, you learn that it comes over time, right? Like you, you definitely, don't. definitely, hundred percent. I say it many times. I've been in senior positions in the past where someone a little bit older than me or around about my age has had a child and I've just disregarded that yeah. and that cringe so like it could almost bring a tear to my eye honestly it really could it, it kills me to think that 
I didn't, they were going through so much, their wives and, and whatever were work, like must've been just killing them saying, you're never home. They've just had a baby and this, that, the other. And you're just like, fuck her. Just yeah, work. Yeah, you're just here. work, you're here. Just work, you're fucking you're here. What you're whinging about. You fucking look at you have a job. That mentality, yeah. it fucking eats me inside. I, but oh. I, you know, I just, you can only move forward. You, you can, can only, only move, forward. move forward. And that's it. Like, like, you know, you can, you can't dwell on it, but you just, and just be aware of that and be like, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm going to support the people. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's, you've it's got important. To, you've got to. Like, and, and I know now, and, and, and you know, it's part of one of my strong skills. I'm, I feel like I'm a very good judge of character mm. and I can feel immediately if I'm in the presence of someone and there's something, well, it's uh, something not right. Yeah, yeah. There's something on their mind. There's something, they're not feeling well. Like, and especially when I talk about my, my staff, you know, I spend a lot of hours with them. We've only got sort of one of two directions that you can go in the restaurant. It's walking towards the kitchen or it's walking towards the door. You've seen it. It's a straight yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. And so if I notice that they're like every time they're going down and they're stretching out their back or something, like it's it's my responsibility to say, like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? You yeah, know, yeah. You know, you want me to, I don't know. I've sent probably up on Gertrude Street there I, I, I go and get acupuncture and mm. I've sent like I've sent my sous chef up there <laughs> like oh, I made you an appointment you go oh nice because he's like you know every every, every, yeah, every yeah, day yeah. There. And, and, but if I say to him you should go and see this oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah they're not yeah, doing it they're not doing it no 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 of course not I'll be alright I'll be alright for sure you just did, were you just in England recently I want to speed this up because we need to get going but um, have you just been in England did I see you in just England just got back yeah, yeah got back yeah. Thursday night how was um, how was it I loved it I don't know why I I have not been there um, in my in my younger years like it was great. Yeah. I mean, I could quite happily live there. Yeah. I think um, it's it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. Um, well, London is an expensive city, mm. but I mean, I went there to contribute to what is the PX Festival in its second year. Um, little sort of independent um, food hospitality festival out in uh, Sawbridgeworth, like an hour sort of uh, north northeast of of London. Um, it's got lots of little stores of, of really like there's produce stores there's food stores there's beverage stores there was a, a couple of um, locations like a big big sort of farmhouse restaurant under like a tent um, a crop circle out by this like little river cruise where there was a big barbecue beautiful dinners and there was lunch lunch and dinners happening over three days Saturday, Sunday and Monday and uh, we were, yeah, uh, for, fortunately enough to be asked to, to, to head over uh, earlier in the year. And we cooked the final dinner of the event. Did you? Yeah, so it was just... Yeah, it was really great, man. It was, yeah, fantastic. So, what an opportunity. Yeah, and I got to meet some great from people. From Australia, you know, bringing the restaurant from Australia all the way over there. Yeah, and, it, and it flying was... Flying the flag. It was great because it was, it, was, it was what really touches me. And it was like, this, you know, a little independent festival, like, like I said. Like, that stuff was really... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got my associations with big brands yeah. and, um, and, and corporate-esque um, type type situations but at the heart of it i am very much um independently focused and well the up and comer right that well, pop that's right. up the pop up the whole thing like you know doing it for sure and i mean like from that whole the whole guidance the whole and i say guidance because we were led by like 
there was a communal kitchen where there were chefs working in each of those or like different various locations across the across the across the festival for lunch and dinner and there was a communal kitchen and chefs would come in they were coming from manchester coming from london they'll come in do, do last minute preps and then go to their site and cooking mm. but we were the guys that come the, from the furthest away and we had to rely upon everybody getting there getting yeah, our yeah. stuff and then we were there for three solid days working and prepping and just being in and amongst the center of the kitchen the whole time yeah. and that was special we met heaps of people met heaps yeah, of people yeah. but what i was going to say is being guided by um like johnny bone who's the he's the executive chef of core by claire smith okay yeah and like just to seeing how this man just held himself and how he was operating and how respectful he was to everybody that was coming through and just how generous he was with his time um and then you know so much so helping us execute the final dinner on the night like it was just great it was a great yeah, experience really special how um how do you feel you're eating so many restaurants i've seen mm. through instagram how do you feel that the vibe of the restaurant scene in england is compared to the restaurant scene in melbourne well, the restaurants, oh, in Australia, in Australia as a whole. The restaurants that I went to when I was there were um, sort of like restaurants I wanted to go to as a young cook, as yeah. a young chef. You know, our first meal off the plane was uh, St. John, yeah. um, the original. And, you know, that that was great. There's, and when you talk about vibe, you know, there's there's restaurants here in Australia that have riff, riffed off that. Yeah, yeah. The bone marrow and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. But even its service style, the visual, yeah, the, okay. the, the visual uh, aspect of it, you know, it's a... It's the a, menu it's on the wall and on the paper. Well, it's like, like a hall. Yeah, the you know, white, white, white cloths, Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The kitchen is like shit. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, it's, um, the staff are, are, are long time serving staff that have a few of my friends have worked for that him for, yeah for, and know, it's great famous. and you see the way like i could see where we were sitting you could see the the, the growth in that business as well because there's like um there's a bakery downstairs bread, yeah, now yeah. And, yeah, and all of the that bar and, and it's lovely so that was you know that was amazing and and to touch on that vibe like i don't know for better or worse which way it is but the, it's different you know there's a in, a in a restaurant like that that's been around for for, for many many years it's just this sense of calm and confidence in what they do yeah you know they believe in what they do they don't believe they? in what they yeah. do and they're consistently doing what they set out to do here we have uh sometimes um quite a upsetting method of opening a restaurant where you you, you set out to do something then you realize that it's not working so you adapt and you change and you and it takes away from the original concept and then originally and then like nine times well i want to say like maybe seven times out of ten the new direction it compromises what everything that you were standing for when you put yourself in the in the shoes to 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 open the restaurant yeah. and then you close you know sometimes it's like actually this is better for us and i'm not talking about like oh well you know we set out to open an awful restaurant now we're doing now we need to have some prime cuts on there because yeah, people yeah, not yeah. everybody's doing awful and then oh actually let's just put fish on the menu in place of that awful and all of a sudden you've got a stock standard yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the sort of that's yeah, the sort yeah, of thing you I'm talking about well, yeah, end up just going with the floor of what people want instead of standing up for what you believe I in I will say something that maybe it's a bit a bit controversial because the other restaurants we went to I went to like Core by Claire Smith and uh, the Fat Duck and one thing that I've never never really been able to comment on but i feel like this sort of rings true to me a bit is that 
a two or three star Michelin restaurant is by far superior to a two hat, a three hat restaurant. And I know that's controversial, um, but I mean, I've always sort of found this way when like Noma Australia came here and then the powers that be, the people that, that, that have a say that can contribute to what they're, what they are or what this restaurant's rating is when this number one restaurant in the world had two Michelin stars for many, many years and it came to Australia and then we gave it three hats. We gave it our highest accolade. What does that say for who we are? You know, how does that, what does that say for how we rate restaurants? Um, so I've always, I've always, I've always been concerned about that because I've met a lot of, of course, I've met a lot of um, English chefs and, and, European chefs and, and they, they've always said that and I've always thought nah I don't know I'm not saying that I'm not taken away from our great definitely, restaurants definitely 100% yeah yeah absolutely it's an intense level that three star level that it, three star it, level was. it's an intense yeah. level yeah yeah for you sure know, the, the fat duck which is something that I've always wanted to do as a as a kid and you know of course we don't cook like that by any yeah. means but I mean the level of the attention to detail the just the everything the, the level of service both before and after leaving the restaurant is something that we don't find a lot of here. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got these restaurants that are chockers that are fully booked and it's hard to get a table and we sort of stand by their arrogance. It's like, we're so busy. Yeah, You yeah. know, we don't really need you to come because somebody else is going to take your seat. Whereas there, um, I feel like there's a respectful, there's a respectful let- letdown. There's a, okay, this is not working, but we'll, we'll, we'll navigate you towards this this opportunity yeah you know? it's, it, to see it from right from the beginning till the end right yeah it's like i guess it's like a rolex isn't it do you know what i mean it's the whole package it's the box it's the delivery it's the whole do you know what i mean like I do, it's yeah. just like the whole the little ball that goes on the top the the bag that it comes in the service and it gets delivered the way you're you know just the whole like thing and that goes from the email when you when you Unfortunately, you didn't get a table. You, this, you weren't successful this time, yeah. but maybe next, you know, whatever it might be, you just right throughout the whole thing, well, isn't there was, it? You know, even, and you know, what made me think of that is we made a booking online. Um, and I know that we're guilty of this in, in my restaurant. It's like, we make a booking online. You don't hear from us until you show up, you know, if you put in all the information that we needed. But still, we've, we made a booking online. There was a follow-up automatic email, must say, start with that. And then once that was then addressed, there was a personalized email. And it wasn't just to, to, to me because I'm an industry worker, which yeah, is yeah. sometimes a lot of, like we touched on earlier, yeah. which is some, sometimes where industry focused their attention. It was just because three weeks out, the, pers- the person that sent us the email was going to be our waiter. And he knew that because of the way that their rosters are and the section, like the section that he knew he was going to be working. So when we showed up to the restaurant, of course, given our time slot and people, he's only expecting a few things. This man who was, uh, actually he sent an email, then he wanted a phone call from that email, which I didn't have with him. Um, um, one of the other guys that, that dined with us had the phone call, but he then asked like, who are you, the guest? And where are you coming from? So the moment we walked in, he came over, was like, Peter, Liam, Henry, please. You know, like he just took a, took a shot in the dark and, uh, and it was like, hang on. Sal, you know, we knew him yeah, and we could, yeah. we could, we could have a shake of hands and that's sit amazing. down and, but I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a level. You know? Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's yeah, a, yeah. That's yeah. a level. 
Exactly. Then there's levels to everything, isn't there? Yeah. Know? And these are trailblazers. These are who are setting the standard at the end of the day. But that's amazing that you, that you recognise that. Maybe it's a, I always say this, and I'm, that uh, that these restaurants are like the catwalk. You know, these restaurants are like Versace on the catwalk, in my view. And then you look at that and you go, oh, that cuts nice or that patterns nice or whatever. And then you implement that in your restaurant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you go to there and you go to that fashion show, like you go to the restaurant, you see all the thing, you analyze it and you go, hey, that, that could work for us. Let's implement that strategy when we do. So let's start putting on well, the Well, that's email. what I was saying yeah, about exactly. the blueprint, yeah, right? Yeah, like exactly. you, can, you can go and you can get it. And exactly. And you and analyze it. You know, what I just want to say on that is, and it comes back a lot of my, you know, question, questioning these people who get to choose what's great and what's not or whose voices contribute to that but that restaurant Fat Dark after 20 years going on 25 next year they've still got it man like yeah, the yeah. cooking is fucking tasty the, the service is excellent like I've been to like plenty of restaurants over over the last couple of years and in my opinion that's still up there oh, with, for sure. with, with um, you know with, with some of the best of them I stage there for two months. Oh man! And um, and th- so I've got a, like, a bit of a funny view about stages and all this. But when I was there, all I can say is one of the best experiences I've, I've, I've ever had. The the level of looking after you, like you sit down twice a day for lunch and dinner, like super. Everyone was super respectful. That was probably where I really started learning how people really like were calm and delivered, and and, and it was re- yeah, it was an amazing experience. So what well, I guess what, what the reason I brought that up is. Even though they're doing, everyone's working hard and thing in the front, and it's all these kind of, you know, respectful emails and all the rest of it. Behind the scenes, everyone's really respectful for yeah. each other. It's not a show; it's That's true. Right. It really is how they run their business. It really is very respectful. Everyone's really concerned, considerate of each other, and yeah, and and the, you know the food, and everyone's looked after. It's really, yeah, it's a great place to be. Amazing. Listen, I want to wind this up in a sec, but what's your favorite ingredient? My favorite ingredient. My favorite ingredient. Sweet potato. Oh, really? Yeah, kumra. I love it. Um, Yeah. It was kind of one of the things. We we, we grew up traditional household, New Zealand household, Sunday Sunday roast every every week, chicken. And... uh, I would just always just have eat the sweet potato, <laughs> skin off, peeled, roasted, and then it goes pumpkin, and then I'd have the potato. But but the sweet potato for yeah, me is is something that that I've always sort of moved forward with, yeah. um, both in my professional and and my my domestic life. Like, yeah, always have sweet potato in the cupboard. Always have sweet potato in the cupboard. Yeah, and yeah. Any, every time there's a vegetable something, there's 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 a sweet potato there. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. The gold ones as well. I don't care much for the purple ones. Yeah. Um, and then season. What's your favorite season? Oh, uh, I quite like winter. Yeah. Yeah, Me I too. do quite like. Uh, I mean, because also in my upbringing, I didn't eat a lot of rare meat. Didn't eat a lot of um, like. Uh, of course, well, like we definitely Steaks didn't have and that tartar and yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Like everything more we braised. had. More braised. And more uh, like like chops and things, and chops that I'm cooking like they're under the grill for a good fucking forty yeah, minutes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they gotta they gotta have the they gotta have the crispy bits on them. Yeah, they gotta yeah. have you know you gotta be able to pick it up from the bone, and this motherfucker's getting straight. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not drooping, and yeah, you're trying yeah. to fucking suck it up. But um, yeah, so that reflects a lot in what we do because I like um, 
because you've got the, you've got the cheek on there, which got is the cheek yeah, on there. Yeah. We've got the oxtail broth yeah, on there, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. you know again, again, which is um, which is great. Like seafood is especially great during winter. Yeah, colder um, waters. Colder waters. Yeah. Uh, look, that's sort of me. Just just real home style cooking. Yeah. You know, lots of grains and braises and and and, and things like that is what we what we what we cook at home with lots of pastas about like pasta bakes yeah 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 um, you love a pasta tuna pasta bacon oh, grow up on that man fuck man it's and i don't know if that's particular like particularly winter but that's you know that's yeah, what's yeah. sustaining it's us tuna pasta bake in the winter and then we didn't bake it and add mayonnaise it's tuna pasta salad <laughs> in the summer that's yeah. what it was you know what i mean curries so yeah. we, like even even like most recently the last curry i made was a sweet potato curry yeah it was, it was tasty 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 um yeah, sweet potato in winter is especially great. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I appreciate your time, Pete. Honestly, I hope you, I hope you enjoy it. I hope everyone enjoys it. And I think there's a lot of things to be taken away from this. I th- you know, the strategy side of things, the, 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 the influence of traditional cooking and the classics and reading, like having the knowledge of Escoffier and, and the Rue Brothers and these kind of, you know, the fundamentals. And yeah, and, and thinking about deeper and... Uh, your deeper delivery you know and thinking about the strategy of of getting the, the the whole thing running together as one the food and and the the, the restaurant and, and and all the rest of it running in the same together as opposed to against each other do you know what i mean so you get a true dna of what yeah. you're doing i think yep. that's you know i think people could really take a lot from that to be honest so yeah thanks very much for sharing your story i appreciate oh, it thanks for having me and i hope you guys made it to the end cheers <laughs> That's all, folks.